Julius Adeomi again. We are going through the Gospel of Matthew. We are now in chapter 4. Chapter 3 was where the Lord was baptized by John the Baptist. Now we are in chapter 4, where the Lord was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Let's read on. We will stop from these different verses and give some comments on the position. Chapter 4 of Matthew. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And let's go. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, Command that these stones be made bread. Now, let's quickly talk about this temptation of our Lord Jesus Christ. How did this manifest? We can imagine many ways, but was this devil showing himself like a physical human being, or even a snake, or a serpent, or something, or just a voice? He had a voice, or in the mind? So the devil tempts people, we're up to now, thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. But it will be so clear that it will be like a, a taste of a, a, a voice you had, or a thought come to you, and so that's how many ways the devil will use to tempt people. Suggesting something that you, you either accept it or rejected it, and if you are servant of God, you recognize quickly that this is not in line with the Word of God, if, you know, if the Word of God is in you. And Christ being the Word of God, we recognize that He's telling him to tempt God or to show his power. If you, he say, if you are the son of God, it's like, is he doubting himself? No. And if you prove yourself that you're son of God, if you have this power, use it right now, kind of a thing. So all of those are the ways the devil can test people, and he's doing it even up to now. And we that are believers, that's why we that are ministers of God, we have to be wise concerning those, because the devil will bring thoughts. Ideas, suggestions that you may not even see any person being used, it may just be in your mind. They will whisper to the man. Or you could also use people that are human beings, friends that will talk to you and try to bring you to do things that you know is contrary to the principles of God, like test your power, show forth. Or somebody could say, Well, let's give, offer you money so that I can use your power to do this for us. There have been testimonies of that where people wanted to get healing for their relatives and they had to offer big money. That's temptation. You see? Because truly you, are, you have received this power from God, truly you should give nothing. Many ministers have, been, have reported that we are some wealthy people who have somebody that needed healing. They will come to this uh, minister of God's way, miracle worker, and offer big money so that he can come and heal their son. And if they are going to fall for the big money, they will follow and get the big money, you know? but either you are, you are busy, either you give. Remember the story of Elisha, the prophet? When this, the general from, uh, from Syria 
was a leper. Came down and said he brought all the gold and garments to buy to buy this healing. He was able to pay for it. And Elisha just sent the sound, say, tell him to go deep in the river Jordan seven times, and he'll be okay. And that man said, that's all. I thought he would come and do some magic work. That general was angry. He go and deep in that river Jordan. Let's see that let water will pass. No way. But see his, his friends, his, his servants said, let's just do it, let's just do it. And then he went and did it, and then the miracle happened. Now he was happy, he wanted to pay for it. Because he brought gold and money to pay for, for the thing. He didn't say, well, this man just, I just watch and uh, you don't need to pay. No, he went to pay, he came with money to pay. But Elisha said, no, I won't talk to you. He won't take anything. Of course, the servant of Elisha went and, and sneak around to go and get something. Which put problem in that man. Yes. But that's what we are saying there is that the devil will come in many ways to trick us. Use that many times to try to tempt people to take money to offer them money so that they can, they can uh, use their power for, for them. But see, freely we, are, we have received, freely give. It's what Jesus Christ said. So after you have been, after you have, after you have prayed and healed, can you give often? Well, let it not be paying for what you just got. Because God is not selling this thing. Really, you see, well, of course, they sponsor ministries and so on, but that's acceptable. But let it not be that you are paying for the gift of God. No. Now, Jesus Christ answered back. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. You just quote the scriptures. And... You see that in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8, the word of God, as God says, anything that we can tell what suggestion the devil is bringing to you is what you should use. You overcome the devil by the word of your testimony, the word that you say. That's how you receive the devil. Verse 5 says, The devil taketh him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is also written. He shall give his angels charge of concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up. Let's at any time thou dash thy foot against us too. Now the devil tried to quote the Bible also. Oh, you want to quote the Bible to me? I also know the Bible. I know the scripture. This God says he's going to give his angels to carry you. Now you jump down from that place now. Let's see angels carry you. If you are really the son of God, let him do it. Let's see. What is that? He's still trying to make him test his power. Show forth your power. Show us that you are the son of God. That's what he's trying to do. Which is contrary to the plan of God. God does not give the power for us to show up. God said he took him to the pinnacle of the temple. That is not physically, not that he just well, physically on the temple, it's to be in the spirit. Which means whether in a dream or in a vision, we must overcome the devil every time. Whether in the physical, in the thoughts, you must overcome the devil every time. And the victory is always by quoting the word of God. So when he says he took him to the pinnacle of the temple, and so he told them that he definitely not a physically finding himself in the pinnacle of the temple. We are not able to have seen him on top of that temple. But he's in the past in the vision, in the dream. And so when you said it is written also, it is also written, God will give you a yes. Cast them down, let's see you do it. Or when you say, well, that, even if it's in the spirit, without even many body will injure themselves, they cast them down in the spirit, then you are not to obey. Whether it is in the vision or dream, you are not to obey. I want to do what he said once. So Jesus Christ didn't fall for that either. 
And was quoting the sub night one that said, Well, you give us a yes, you are to be at the young. Let's talk about the, all your ways. We keep you in all your ways. <coughs> Sometimes the devil will quote the Bible, but we take some things that is away from it so that he doesn't quote the Bible completely. He won't quote the scripture completely. If you go to that line, Psalm 91, God said, We give his angel charge over you to keep you in all your ways. No, he didn't say that part because keeping you in all your ways means that he only let you go to the top of the mountain also, or to the top of the temple. But he's able, he's able, the devil already bypassed that say, Well, you're on the top of the temple right now. Now jump, 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 jump down. Jump down. So that's why I said the devil is always going to abuse the word that he's quoting. But the Lord Jesus Christ did fall for that either in chapter verse 7 says, it is also written again. Jesus Christ said to him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So that's another scripture that said, Don't tempt the Lord thy God. You see that in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 16. Every step of the way, the devil tried temptation, whether in thoughts, ideas, or physically through some men or through some friends, you have to resist the devil quoting the word of God. That's how we overcome the devil. That's why the Bible says we also will overcome the devil by quoting the word of God, like our Lord Jesus Christ did. Verse 8. Again, the devil take him up into an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. So where is that mountain where you can see that? It also be in the vision and the dream. The kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. What does that, that mean? That is showing you all the future kingdoms that are coming. The Paris, New York, those are kingdoms that have not appeared in. And the glory that will be coming in the future. I'm still in control of all of this. I say unto him, All these things will I give thee. Thou will fall down and worship me. He didn't want to be worshipped. That was why he was cast out of him, because he wanted to usurp the throne of God. And he was cast out. And the Lord Jesus Christ was higher than him. And verse 10. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. You know, that is where the devil doesn't want to hear them. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And the devil put me around the way. But you didn't want to worship God. He must, he shall worship God. Every being must bow to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 11 said, Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The Bible said, in another Bible, in another recording, that he left him for a season. He will come back again, try again and again and again. But he failed over and over again. The devil failed over and over again. Now let's go to chapter verse 12, chapter 4, verse 12. Now, when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast, in the borders of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. By the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. Now, you see that all these prophecies were in different parts of the scripture. 
I saw the prophets say this, and people wonder what was all this thing was saying. But now we can, they are looking back and saying, this is what was being fulfilled. When I was saying that the people that sat in darkness saw great lives, they were, what does that mean? But now this, we are looking back and saying, the Messiah coming through that part is the great light, the light of God, righteousness, holiness, being preached. That was the great light they saw. People that are shadow, in the shadow of death, land is sprung up for them. That is the, all those places where they have been sicknesses and disease, that's where the light came. So, and then they begin to get healed. That was what I prophesied. I was prophesying, seeing this thing in the future. Even if you ask Isaiah that, what does that really mean? Even most of will be able to tell you that it's the Messiah that he meant. They say, we are. So he said, the people that sat in darkness saw great light, and to them we sat in the region and shadow of their light is sprung up. So when the Messiah came through that part of the world, Kapalan was in that section, he said, that is the light that was prophesied by Isaiah the prophet. And that sprung up in the places where there was darkness. Verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. I've pointed out in, the, in some of my sermons that the kingdom of heaven, Christ, when they ask him in another place, they say, His kingdom of heaven is within you. But when Christ came, when he started, it is, it is broadcasting and proclaiming that the kingdom is at hand right now. So they were thinking, he's talking about the kingdom of uh, Israel, that it's going to be when the son of David is started. When the Lord Jesus Christ said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the kingdom of heaven, actually, it started within us. Then he started proclaiming that it's already at hand, from being to being to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom within us. And the Jews, then, we were thinking that he's talking about the kingdom of Israel. And he's going to, when the Messiah comes, the kingdom of Israel is all they thought he's talking about. But when they asked him in another place, he said, he's within us. That's in writing, so it's kingdom, the spiritual kingdom first, before you talk about the physical kingdom in the, when Christ has come back. Verse 18. Now we are going to verse 18, where the Lord Jesus Christ calling the disciples. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea. But they were fishers. He said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And the straight will left their nest and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother. In a ship with Zebedee, their father, many their nets. And he called them. And they immediately left the sheep and their father and followed him. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Now you can see how Matthew recorded that he called them and they just followed him like that. And when you go to the other gospels, different episodes happened before they left everything and followed him. There was a, the story I said, Lord borrowed the, the ship, the boat of Peter. While he was fishing in the Adat Lake, and then after all the, might, the miracles of multitude of fish, so then from now you catch men, and then they left the ship and the boat and the fishes and followed him. 
where I'm at, you just, so you just call them and they follow. So, in the end, the main point is they followed after you called them. That's 23. God was preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among you. That's 24. And his fame went throughout all Syria. So Syria, and Syria is the next, next neighbor to Israel. So the fame was going all the way, not just into the Galilee, but past Galilee to Syria. And they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those that which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatics, and those that had the palsy, and they healed them. And they have followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee, and from Decapolis, and from Jerusalem, and from Judea, and from beyond Jordan. That was the beginning of the mighty revival that broke up, that broke up, and the Lord Jesus Christ was uh, performing miracles and wonders. And people are coming from everywhere to be healed. You can see that the world needs help. Even right now, there are still multitudes of sickness and diseases. The Lord Jesus Christ has been merciful, and the world needs help. There's still just a lot of trouble in the world. And when there's a free help, people rush there to get delivered. We believe that God is going to send for the mighty revival again at the same time to help mankind. And I pray that you know, we send it forth quickly. God bless you. Yeah, we continue this in the next, next broadcast.